Welcome to another edition of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. I'm Joshua Braswell. On this episode, we'll be talking to Kay Penninger, Executive Director of Habitat for Humanity of Gaston County, as well as a special guest, recipient of one of the homes being built as part of their new Dixon Village project. So let's introduce our guest for today's episode of Savvy Citizen. Um, Kay, why don't we start with you? Um, my name is Kay Penniger, and I'm the Executive Director of Habitat for Humanity of Gaston County. And Deshay, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are. Yes, uh, my name is Deshay Hughes, and um, I am, am a current um, uh, Habitat uh, recipient. And uh, is your home in Dixon Village, or is it part of a different development? It's in Dixon, Dixon okay. Village, yes. Okay. So that that was part of what we wanted to kind of touch on today um, was kind of what Dixon Village is and what the vision for that is. Kay, if you don't mind, kind of tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, I started working at Habitat uh, about four years ago, and once I got there, I we just got, I found out that we had a gift of land that was given uh, about twenty years ago. That was seven and a half acres in North Belmont. And we knew at the time that one of the things that the board made very clear to me was that they wanted to serve more families. They had been very comfortably building uh, three homes a year, sometimes two homes a year, sometimes four home, homes a year. Uh, but they knew that the, the, there were so many people that needed a home that they could afford uh, based on the wages that they were making, uh, that we really needed to increase the rate that we were providing housing for folks. Um, so um, it was a great opportunity to put together a mixed income neighborhood. And I don't know if you're familiar with that term, uh, but so it was a way for us to uh, bring together um, our homeowners, our uh, one another layer of housing was our hometown heroes and another layer was going to be market rate buyers and that way we knew we would bring together people in a very diverse inclusive manner that there would be a variety of ages a variety of occupations a variety of income levels uh, and just create this really cool community so Deshay, how did you find out about the, the habitat for um, humanity housing project um over time, I've you know I've heard it from I've heard about Habitat from different uh, coworkers. Um, I've also seen um, you know different advertisements of Habitat for Humanity, and um, I did my research and found how to locate and uh, get in touch with the local Gaston um, Habitat um, division when I decided to uh, to reach out to them. Okay, you mentioned the Hometown Heroes Project, or is that, can you talk a little bit more about what a hometown hero is? Right. Okay. So what we do at Habitat is we help people who are in the 30 to 60% of AMI uh, income range uh, build and then purchase a home with an affordable mortgage. So the mortgage is based on their income. And these are typically folks who couldn't walk into a bank and get a mortgage on their own. Um, so uh, in creating this mixed income community, because you know, this is Raj Chetty had just done this study on the Charlotte region or where he ranked the top 50 metropolitan areas on economic mobility and Charlotte ranked fifth, the Charlotte area ranked 50 out of 50. So part of what Habitat does, in addition to help people achieve that dream of homeownership, is to break the cycle of generational poverty by helping them build a financial asset uh, that they can then turn around and leave to 
to their children. So in creating these layers of income, one of the things that we wanted to do was also, uh, in addition to our homeowners, to help people in the 61 to 80 percent of AMI also purchase a home. So we said that could be our teachers, our first responders, people who work in health care, education, social workers, uh, folks who might also be struggling to purchase a home. Yeah, because as we know, the housing market is very slim. <laughs> it's uh, and very, very slim these days. And very crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and it, I mean, you talked about that report from a couple of years ago, like the problem has only gotten worse since then, right? It, it definitely has gotten worse, you know, because of the pandemic, the cost of construction materials has escalated, uh, the rise in mortgage rates, inflation, everything is working against the right. first time home buyer. Yeah. Plus most conventional builders who are not building what uh, entry level housing, which is 1400 square feet or less, mm-hmm. uh, they're focusing on larger homes that are more profitable for them to build. Yeah. Deshay, were you looking for uh, to, to purchase a house before you learned of the Habitat opportunity? Yeah, at first I did uh, go to, um, I went to the local, my local um, credit union mm-hmm. and I applied and I was denied. Um, and um, so also a, a part of the beginning process with Habitat is you have to um, show that you've been denied. Oh, okay. And um, so when, when I got that denial, I said, well, let me go to Habitat and um, and see what kind of uh, and see what the process is, is there. Yeah. And um, so that's when I went to Habitat and, and applied. How long have you been in the in your home now? I haven't moved into. Oh, so it's still <laughs> in the process of being built. Right. OK. Yeah. So what when did we, when did that kick off then? Um, well, this has been a, it's been a lot of different phases. Um, you know, with Habitat, there's phases that you have to go through. Got it. They don't just, um, you know, you don't just get an approval or, and then you're, you know, you're there. You got to go through a lot of different steps and phases before you're, um, you know, the phases, for, you know, the responses are they come from the, the different phase that you're in. Mm-hmm. So in the very beginning, when I applied, um, you know, um, I wasn't accepted into Habitat the first time okay. um, either. They also told me, but this, but Habitat sat down and, and actually gave me a rundown of things to do mm. in order to qualify to, to get a home. You know, they ordered my credit report, looked at my credit, looked at my income and gave me some, um, some advice. And from that point, it was, uh, it was about a little, little over a year before I actually came back to Habitat with everything that um, that was needed, and um, which is which was you know I had to pay off uh, you know all my debts. Okay. I had to uh, I went back to school and got a um, I went to Gaston College and um, and got another uh, got my license for uh, phlebotomy and then got a job with. Um, Caramont Health. Okay. So when I came back to to Habitat, you know, I had a different portfolio to show them. For sure. As well as um, my my income was even uh, even went up went up some. So, and that was uh, after I. That's when I got the news from them, and they contacted me and told me that uh, that I'm I'm accepted into the prog- program now. 
What did that feel like when after getting denied a couple of times to finally get accepted and have this opportunity? Oh man, (laughs) you know, it's, 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 it's like a, you know, something you celebrate, you know, you just celebrate and smile and dance a little bit. Oh, wow. You know? (laughs) Yeah. What does your family think about it? They're very happy for Mm -hmm. me. Also surprised because, uh, you know, Habitat is not, it's not the most easiest process to get into. You really, yeah. it, it really gotta, you know, they're very selective and they're very, and it, you have, really have to, have to show, show yourself mm-hmm. to, to, yeah. Yeah, it sounds so. like it was kind of a rigorous application process if you're going through many rounds, mm-hmm. but not without coaching, it sounds like. Yes, yes, yes. Let's take a break to hear a word from our sponsors. Oh wait, just kidding. We don't have sponsors. These are just some cool things happening in and around Gaston County. May is National Foster Care Awareness Month. Gaston County has more than 500 children right now in foster care and a desperate need for more foster parents. If you think fostering could be for you, check out our foster care homepage at fostergaston.com. When you foster a child, you can change the future. It's a very uh, kind of almost a unique partnership in the sense that like you you work with the different applicants to make sure that you've got them going on the right track so that you're setting them up for success, right? Yeah, exactly. And and that's what we try to do is make sure that people are set up for success. And because we do uh, reach out to the community for financial gifts, gifts of materials, uh, people, volunteers who help build on the homes, we also owe it to the community that we are using their money wisely mm. and, and the best way that we can. And we also partner with the North Carolina Housing Finance Agency, um, and they are receiving money from HUD. So Mm -hmm. they have to follow a lot of HUD regulations. So therefore, we have to follow a lot of HUD regulations. Yeah. Um, But our program is is um, does have certain requirements, and uh, it is to set people up for success. Like uh, there's a lot of financial education classes, so people understand budgeting and spending their money. And we tell them a home is just like a car; it's going to break. Things are going to need maintenance, um, you know, yeah. so it's really important to have that emergency fund set aside uh, so that you can pay for those things because we, kn- we know they're going to happen. Um, and then we also do a, a, some home maintenance education. And then, of course, people are, are building on their home mm-hmm. a, as well. How much of a game changer would you say a home could be for somebody? I mean, it, you, you think about it as, as an individual or as a family, it's, it's probably the largest purchase that you're going to make in your lifetime for most folks. Um, being able to go from renting to, to having kind of, you know, that, that equity in something that you own, how big of a deal is that? Well, you know, I tell people, it sounds like such a cliche to say it really, it transforms somebody's life. But it really does. You know, and uh, Shay and I were talking about that earlier um, because, you know, you can spend your life struggling. You know, you're you're having to pay these really high rents. Mm -hmm. You don't live in an area that you feel safe in, that you don't feel safe having your family in. I mean, Deshae is a single father with a daughter, Mm. um, and he doesn't let her go outside and play because he's concerned about her safety or or something that she may encounter. Mm. Um, And then to have somebody offer you this hand up to help you get into a home where the same money that you might be paying for rent is now going to pay for a home. You're building equity in it. You have the opportunity for it to appreciate. That's the American dream, right? That's how the most American families have built wealth is to purchase a home and Mm -hmm. then it, it, you, 
build that equity and it appreciates in value, you can sell that, build a larger home. Until the advent of the 401k, that was the most way, the, the most common way people built wealth. Yeah. And now with the 401k, but a lot of our homeowners don't have jobs that offer 401ks. Sure. Yeah. So they don't even have that opportunity. Yeah. Deshay, you talked about like the, the different steps in the process that if I'm remembering correctly, Habitat, like you, you're involved in the actual building of the home too, right? They actually have you come out and, and help with that process. Um, yeah, you're talking about the sweat equity. Mm-hmm. And um, well, because of COVID, they changed uh, some of the, um, that makes sense. some of that. Um, so we didn't um, get that experience, okay. but we did have to do something that was just as, as 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 much work was um we had to do um we had to write um we had to go to a website and write i would say i had to do almost a hundred essays oh wow you choose a category and you do the and you do um it's a category all all the categories have to do with home with the home owning a home and what you uh how we um feel about um that category as it pertains to owning a home and um at first when i did when i saw it i was like oh yeah okay this is gonna be really easy <laughs> right oh man <laughs> i'm telling you i would have rather went out there and right and, Pick up the hammer. <laughs> i'm telling you yep but um actually as i got towards the end of it and doing all the essays i actually learned a lot like I was like, man, I didn't know I could do this. I could do this on my own because they're actually videos that that you have to watch. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So you know, that's just and that was just the equivalency of the uh, of going out and picking up a hammer. What are some like examples that. of some of the aha moments you had through that process? Um, uh, as far as the things learned. I learned, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, you know, I've I learned uh, one thing. I I learned was about. Um, I mean, it was so many. Let me just think. It was just yeah. so many. All right. So there was a pond. Uh-huh. Uh, have you ever seen? I always looked in and seen where people put ponds in, in their in their yards and mm-hmm. things yeah. like that. Something always stuck out to me. I always yeah. thought it was a hard thing to do. And then I was like, wow, you know, this, um, I did an essay over that. And uh, it looked like something that would be, you know, th- that would be really, really nice to do in the uh-huh. backyard if you have the the permits, because that's mm-hmm. also I learned you can't just go back in your backyard and just dig stuff because you gotta you gotta call downtown and get permits and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, like figure out where those gas yeah. lines are. Right, yep. right. <laughs> I've seen people just go back in their backyard and just dig, and I'm like, and now I'm like, okay, did you, you know you got there's things you have to do yeah. before you just go out go out there and do that, and then um, you know there was a there was a lot of things you know just as far as uh just the maintenance, electrical maintenance, and things oh, yeah. like that that I. I I was I've kind of picked up and realized that I can probably do this on my own and yeah. save money. Yeah. And um so it was it was a good thing that they did that they set up for us to do. Yeah, that is really cool. I, I mean there's so many things about owning a house that like it's like you don't learn until it's like experience is a teacher. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the school of hard knocks. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And, and and so that's really cool that you get a kind of proactive education about uh 
Oh, yeah, home ownership. It really should be a class probably <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, so we were doing some uh, financial education classes online, and then we would have a conference call, and, and we would all get together and talk about what people learned. And we had some folks that were saying, you know, I didn't know I could go into my bank and ask for a lower interest rate on a car loan or yeah. a personal loan. And because the, what the class was saying was to build that relationship with your bank and yeah. get to know them, let them get to know you. And mm-hmm. uh, one lady was saying, um, she really liked to keep her savings in her mattresses. And everybody else was like, are you crazy? If right. your house catches on fire, your money's gone. And so, you know, they learn from each other. And uh, yeah. one lady was asking about insurance to pay off her mortgage if she passed away. And everyone else was like, oh, yeah, that's that's a really great question. I need to look into that, too. And yeah, there's so many little things like that that you know, it's like, how do you learn all this stuff, really? <laughs> when you don't learn it in school, it's like no. one of those things that's like, they need a class on like just teaching you how to like navigate like the financial systems of, of our economy, essentially. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a great program this Saturday that uh, a gentleman named Kevin Randall, who's with Northwestern uh, Mutual Insurance and James uh, Martin with uh, Mullen, Holland and Cooper came in and talked about life insurance. You know, mm-hmm. you got now have this asset that's probably worth uh, close to $300,000 and hopefully will continue to grow and appreciate in value. How do you take care of that so that it does end up with your children or whomever you would like to leave it to yeah. uh, when you pass away? Yeah. Um, what should you be doing to protect your financial assets? So yeah. I thought I thought it was really cool. I enjoyed yes, it. Yes, it was. It that does sound really interesting. So talk a little bit more about Dixon Village. So you're still building your house, Deshay. Are there other houses that are done or are they all still under construction in the neighborhood? They're all still under construction. And because it is this mixed income neighborhood, we have partnered with a professional builder, Thomas Construction and Restoration, and they are building all the houses. We're building sheds, right? You got to build sheds. Um, And so... It's designed so that everybody is mixed in together. There's not a certain section for the Habitat families or a section for the heroes or a section Mm -hmm. for market rate. They're all mixed in. Mm -hmm. They're all um, overseen by this professional builder, so they're very high quality. When we were going through the zoning process, um, we upgraded the exterior to uh, cement fiberboard. And you'll be able to walk through Dixon Village and you will not be able to pick out what's a Habitat house what's a market rate house. And it's a really very charming neighborhood. Uh, we have six different uh, elevations and floor plans and they're um, uh, all two story because it's cheaper to build up yep. than it is to build out. Yep. And um, it's got a, a common green space. We're gonna have a playground down there because that's where you, you know, it's designed to bring people into contact with each other. There's sidewalks, everyone has a front porch. It's just one circle. Um, and I can just, every time I go out there, I just re- can think of kids riding bikes around mm. that circle, oh. going to the playground, hanging out, watching your kids, meeting the other parents, kids wanting to go over to somebody else's house. And, yeah. you know, just that um, great childhood where people can make friends that they go to elementary school with, middle school, high school. That is pretty cool. And, you know, and our, our um, future homeowners, they're already calling each other neighbor because they're, they're, they're seeing each other at different events that we have, building out there together. And, yeah. and one of their key mess- things that they're telling each other is, we're going to make this neighborhood what we want it to be, yeah. a safe, happy place for our kids to grow up because they yeah. know what 
that they're coming from a, a, an area that they don't want to be living in. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to have a, this one that they can create together. Hey, citizens, are you feeling savvy yet? If not, let's take a break and hear about some cool things happening in and around Gaston County. Did you know Savvy Citizen now has a live music series? Check out the monthly episodes of Savvy Sounds, where we bring you original music and interviews with musicians from in and around Gaston County. View it on demand on the Gaston County Government YouTube page. Just search for the Savvy Sounds playlist. Have you had um, movement on the market rate homes? Are those already selling or? Well, we're starting, we started 10 houses. Uh, six of them are going to Habitat families or our hometown hero families. And then okay. we have four that are uh, going out to the market. Okay. Uh, we're having an open house on May the 13th oh, from, wow. from two to four in the afternoon. Coming uh, up soon. Yes. Yeah, so we'll have a couple houses staged and some, we're giving away free ice cream. We'll have some games to play outside, but it's go. a wonderful chance to come check out the community. Yeah. What's What's the ultimate vision for Dixon Village? What's kind of, do you know what the build out would be in terms of the number of homes when it's totally complete? Yeah. So there's 28 in all. Okay. Um, we're start, we've got 10 started. We're hoping to start the next 10 very soon. And then hopefully by this time next year, it'll be complete. Wow. Wow. That would this, be amazing. Uh, you talked about it being kind of this mixed use. Uh, is that something that Habitat has used in other communities to success? Other habitats have. Um, you know, habitats are really growing and changing with the market. It's not just the the old model that used to be, you know, you find volunteers, build the home, mm-hmm. and then they started using some uh, sub- professional subcontractors to put on roofs, do insulation, the drywall, because those are very hard tasks for an amateur to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, now a lot of habitats are becoming developers because of the market conditions. It's yeah. really expensive to build. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to be building higher density. So we're at our next project, which is out near, going to be out near Rankin Lake Park. We're looking at building townhomes okay. uh, because that way we can build something, uh, put more on the same amount of land right. yeah. uh, and serve more families. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because I know... You know, housing, as we've said, is such a hot commodity. There's a housing shortage nationally. Um, I'm pretty sure I read that there is one in Gaston, too. Might mm-hmm. need to fact check that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, there, uh, and it's not just families that want that yard for kids to play in. There's mm-hmm. um, single adults who, senior citizens who, mm-hmm. don't want to have a go out and cut the grass or have to hire somebody to cut their grass. They just really would are happy with a a smaller home that they can take care of and 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 live in. So we we know that there's a variety of people that need housing, and we need to have a variety of housing solutions to Absolutely. offer them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know that we've got a team, um, our uh, diversity, equity, inclusion officer, per Ber- Pearl Burris Floyd, sorry, butchering your name there, Pearl, um, has been helping lead a team from Gaston County to help participate in this project. Um, what are some other ways that, that folks can get involved if they want to get involved with Habitat, either as um, a, a potential homeowner like Deshay or um, people that want to help um, volunteer their time or, and, and talents? Um, all those uh, are, are welcome. Uh, we would love to um, 
definitely serve more families. Uh, people are, are welcome to uh, volunteer with us in, in a variety of ways that we have in Dixon Village. We're going to be doing a lot of landscaping uh, coming up, um, or even people who have professional skills, like the two gentlemen that just uh, loaned their financial skills mm -hmm. uh, to our homeowners. Um, those are all welcome. So really, I mean, no matter kind of what profession or background you have, you've probably got a skill that you can be, you can put to use here. Definitely, definitely. And of course, we always are accept financial gifts. There's, <laughs> there's always the construction materials to buy. And uh, and the cost of those is ever going up. So <laughs> Yes, yes. You know, housing is becoming a luxury item. Yeah. I mean, it's so, the average home price is probably 350-ish. Yeah. And um, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I noticed um, earlier that, that you were mentioning about the, the neighborhood where you're living now that you don't feel safe kind of letting your daughter go out and, and you know, be outside. Is that something for you looking ahead to when, when your house is finished here in Dixon Village? Is that going to be one of those just, oh, man, like to, to feel like I don't have that worry anymore? Well, I would have to say that's that's pretty much the main motivator for me to to even start this whole journey of looking for a home hmm. is um you know one being a, a single parent um you know for one being a single parent i've had moments where it's felt out of reach hmm. because i am a single parent you know luckily god sent me in the right direction and and uh things you know and that's where I, you know and got me where i am now but um to answer your question where we are right now, yes, there's been some, um, there's been some situations where, uh, you know, that have made me to the point to where I, I don't even let my daughter to go outside just unless, you know, if she just wants to get something out the car, I'm, you know, I'm in the window, you know, looking at her, just walking to the car, um, you know, drug activity and, um, uh, you know, just a lot of just criminal mischief in yeah. the neighborhood. And um, so, uh, so it, it does give me something to look forward to, um, not just, you know, the beauty of, of the neighborhood and the home that we're moving to. It's just the, the whole aspect of knowing that, you know, my daughter can go out now and, and she can, you know, she can play with other kids that she can even grow with. And, you know, because renting, you know, you kind of when you rent, you never know when you have to move. Sure. So you can't really grow and develop relationships with people that are around you because mm -hmm. you're constantly on the move. And so this has given us the opportunity to create a foundation, given me the opportunity to create a foundation for her so she can she can grow. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what you want as a parent, right? I mean, yes. you want to give your kids the best. Something that we haven't touched on is we've talked about how wonderful having a home that you are purchasing and building that financial asset is for our families. But it's also great for our community because mm. uh, housing is one of the foundational aspects of a successful city, yep. that you have affordable housing uh, for all residents. And uh, when our families purchase their home, they're paying uh, property taxes, they're supporting government services, they care about their community. So it, it really is a positive for everyone in Gaston County when our families are, are successful. Well, I want to thank both of you for, for coming in, for um, sharing about Dixon Village. Uh, Deshay, looking forward to um, 
having your house completed. I'm sure <laughs> nobody's looking forward to that more than you are, but oh, um, I'll tell you, yeah. we oh. appreciate you coming in and sharing your story and um, I wish you all the best of luck going ahead. Yeah, we'll make you sure so you much. guys are invited to the home dedication that ceremony. Would be great. That'd be yes. great. We'd love to be. Alrighty. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. The Savvy Citizen Podcast is a production of the Gaston County Communications Office. It is hosted by Janet Schaefer and Adam Gobb, and its senior field correspondent is Elizabeth McGee. Editor and producer is Joshua Braswell. Coming up on next week's show, we'll take a deep dive into the high-flying world of Marshall Cabanis, a Tuskegee Airman from right here in Gaston County.